Hey, welcome back to Romans 8, 38, 39. I am convinced that I am God's favorite. And I'm back for another installment of the podcast. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for being here with me. Right off the top, let's go ahead and do some administrative duties. Um, Really quickly, want to apologize to everyone's name who I pronounced incorrectly last week. Good thing that there is a text for each podcast. So if I pronounce the names wrong, please forgive me. And let me put some respect because last week we were talking about the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. So I want to make sure that's understood that I put the right um, names or the right titles, excuse me, in front of everyone's name and I pronounce everything correctly. But if I don't, I don't know, blame it on public school education. I'm not here to be a pastor. I'm not here to be, you know, perfect. I'm here to be authentic. And that's what I'm going to do, okay? I'm going to share with you what's going on in the news and the headlines. And then I'm going to talk about Jesus, all right? So I'm not running to be anything but me because that position is not filled and I am rocking it. All right. Thank you. I know I am. I know I am. Thank you to all my listeners who have given me that feedback that I'm doing the thing by doing me. Appreciate that. All right. So, hey, we're 11 days into Lent, guys. Remember, we're going all the way to March 28th. Christians, y'all all right? Y'all all right? We 11 days in whatever you gave up. And remember, you were supposed to give up something that tests you, that pulls you, that brings you closer to God, something that you have to lean on. So 11 days without your social media, it don't sound like much, but it is. Or 11 days without your coffee or 11 days without your wine or 11 days without whatever it is that you gave up. Y'all all right? Keep pressing on towards the mark. Remember, it's all worth it. And that's another thing about Lent. I feel like people put so much respect on, like, Ramadan and, like, you know, because I guess it's something that you can physically see. You know, you can see people as they wrestle with their flesh. Um, But that's another thing about Christianity is that, you know, you can't really – You don't really know who's a Christian until they say it out their mouths. I mean, you should be able to see it from their deeds or, you know, even the way they speak. But we're going to get about this. We're going to get into the speaking of it all a little bit later because I do want to share a Bible verse that has haunted me ever since I saw it. And since I can't unsee it, then I'm going to tell it to you, too. Okay, so we both can. So we both can be terrorized by it. All right. Anyway. Terrorize in a good way. Terrorize in a good challenge in a good way. Just like Lent is challenging us in a good way. Let's embrace the suck, okay? Honestly, I just feel like sometimes that's what this round, this world is about. This really is a testing ground. Like, tests are not meant to be easy. They're meant to challenge you, and they're meant to show what you're made of. So if you feel like you're wrestling, if you feel like you're grappling, you're probably doing it right. You're probably doing it right. And don't lay down, don't give up the fight, stick in there, and again, embrace the suck, all right? A couple things I want to go over. Your boy Trump, look, I'm talking about putting respect on people's name. Former President Donald Trump has come out with some sneakers, and um, 
for the price of $355, you too can own a pair of Trump Hawks. Um, but you better not, okay? I mean, whatever. You do whatever you want to, but I think it says a lot um, if you do purchase them. So they're gold. Um, they have red bottoms. And I've actually seen some people on social media with them on. Um, I saw a gentleman. He had them on. He seemed pretty happy about it. He was saying that they were comfortable. Um but what's so funny about it is that those sneakers are $355, and guess how much New York City ordered him to pay in penalties? $355 million. That guy is so funny. That guy is so clever. I don't know about being the next president, but businessman, or should I say the gag is with him, he he keeps it, he keeps it going. The guy is clever. Um but he's a businessman, so of course he's going to sell something, and he chose to sell sneakers. And he made the comment that he's going to connect with the black community because they love sneakers. And I listen, I do love sneakers. I, I do enjoy a pair of sneakers, good sneakers, though. But with that being said, I won't be buying those, okay? Um. But holler at me and tell me if you would buy them. $355. They're called the Trump Hawks. And you can get them on his website. You can also get some cologne on his website. It's called the Victory 47 cologne for 100 bucks. This man has sold from vodka to steaks to... <laughs> He's so clever to me. Um, and a new poll came out, 61%. Of Americans polled. And every time they say these poll statistics, I'm like, who is on the poll? Because nobody ever asks me. I don't get an email. I don't get a text message. Who is the poll going to? But anyway, 61% um, of American people said that they think he could still become president. Um, well, they said that he, he could still run the country even with his criminal cases against him. They say that his his criminal lawsuits and everything that's going on in the courts with him, sixty one percent of the people said that shouldn't have that shouldn't affect his presidency, his ability to be president. Sixty one percent said that, and he all sixty one percent of y'all to line up. Okay, um, but again, three hundred and fifty five dollars. <laughs> So funny because he was fined three hundred and fifty five million dollars. So, um, and that's on top of the eighty three million dollars that he owes Jean Carroll for damaging her reputation. Um, after she went after him about sexual assault claims, they said he said some real nasty stuff. I mean, he said a lot of nasty stuff about a lot of different people, but she found in the court of law, and this is Carol Jean, that. What he said was damaging to her reputation, and she was awarded that money. So currently they say he's about half a billion dollars in in debt. So I don't know how he's going to do it, but with his supporters, maybe he'll be able to get out of that debt because he definitely has some momentum behind him. Um, But I want to talk about Essence Magazine as we enter the last week of Black History Month and shine some light on the 
Essence Magazine publication, um, what it means to black women. I've been to the Essence Festival. It happens, well, I went when it was in New Orleans. I believe it still is in New Orleans. And it was such a beautiful sight. It's kind of like a pilgrimage. You know, it's almost like a mecca of just like, beauty and fashion and makeup and music and culture and it's just a, an amazing experience but I bring up Essence magazine because none other than our queen Beyonce is on the cover this month and we know that she is just black history goals I am a member of the beehive I adore her her mom the daughter the cousin the Everybody is, you know, stepping up and showing out in such a beautiful way. And this is an opportunity to shout out her hair care line, which is called Sacred. And it's spelled C-E with an apostrophe or accent. C-E-R-E-D. It's pronounced Sacred. And I'm hearing really good things about it. If you get on TikTok, you'll see a couple of people review it and actually do tutorials with the product and... It seems as though she's created this hairline around hair texture. So she has things for 4C girls. She has things for 3A girls. No matter the hair texture or coil or wave, um, she is catering to what we need as black women in our hair. And I just thank Beyonce for that because she's catered to us in her music. She's catered to us now and hair I mean and it's all being highlighted in the essence magazine so if you get a chance pick up the issue or even any issue it's always flawless I mean essence magazine has everything from recipes to articles um to features to book reviews it's just it really is almost like a bible for black women and I miss Jet Magazine. Um, back in the day, we used to have, like, you know, the smaller magazine. It was called Jet, and you had a Jet Beauty of the Week. And I always thought to myself, I want to be a Jet Beauty. You know, that that was my ideas of what beauty was. And it would have, like, a little description, and they'd be like, Jessica likes to travel, and she likes to exercise, and it would just be so cute. And the pictures were a bit amateur, but again, that was like, they go back all the way to, I think Jet Beauty goes back to like the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I was born in the 80s, but, you know, I grew up in the 90s, so it's like, yeah, I remember Jet. I remember Essence. My mom kept those magazines. And my mom will even say to this day that that magazine very much raised her and shaped her thinking about, you know, black beauty, again, and black culture. And it's just such a celebration. So if you've never seen the magazine or if you haven't picked it up in a while, this is a great time and a great opportunity to start because our beloved Beyonce is on the cover of it and we want to continue to support it whether it's going to essence festival and again or just reading the magazine or even following them on instagram or facebook you know following like so you can continue to be a part of the conversation that centers around black women right okay but you don't have to be a black woman to enjoy it but i'm just saying that's that's the tea that they're that they're pouring over there and it is good it is very good. What the Bible say? And God said it was good. It was very good. 
Okay. All right. Moving on to our last little topic. And it's also kind of sad. But I want to talk about Wendy Williams. Ay, ay, ay. Now, we've heard so much about Wendy, but we haven't really seen Wendy. And I think in the last week or so, they're starting to show what's going on with her. And they're saying Wendy has dementia. They're saying she's losing her memory and she's also having some speech problems. And it's so hard for me because it's like I don't want to be nosy, but I also want to pray for her. And I know it's hard to say because Wendy Williams has made her stake in this business by slinging mud. And sometimes the mud was authentic mud, and sometimes it was just, like, messy. And, you know, everything doesn't always have to be said, but even when it was said from Wendy Williams' mouth, we leaned in and we listened. And I'll never forget the interview that she did with Whitney Houston, which I absolutely adore Whitney Houston, not just her music, but her personality. I love Whitney Houston so much that I fell in love with Bobby Brown, okay? Like, just following this lady made me understand this man a little bit more. But I say all that to say that she has had some of the greatest interviews, some of the most messiest interviews that you can imagine. You know, when Wendy Williams went off TV, we all kind of missed her. You know, like, where's Wendy? Um, And now we know where she is. And because we know where she is right now, I want to stop like I do on every podcast. And I will pray for whomever. You hit me up and you tell me you want me to pray for you. I will pray for you. I have no problem with that at all. But right now, when I saw it, it just saddened me so bad. And I want to say a special prayer for Wendy. I want to say a prayer for her mind, her family. Um that God keep her because she is a pillar of media, you know, um, of so many genres of how you doing? You know, whatever you can think of, that's Wendy Williams. Don't get it twisted. And that lady really did work her way up in the business. And it's just kind of sad to see how it's it could possibly end for her. But we all know that prayer is a real thing. So let me just... Stop and say, Lord God, wherever Wendy Williams is, Lord, bless her and keep her. Send the right people around her, God, to advise her and to protect her. And let her light shine, God, and let the world know and recognize that she is loved, she is needed, and we ask that you protect her legacy as well, God, as she transitions or moves into different stages of her life that you be with her lord and that you watch over her and watch over all the listeners as well god bless them and be with them watch over them and give them courage bless their finances bless their families bless their faith god this prayer is for all of us lord because we could be up one day and down the next but we know that no matter if it's up or down god You will be there. And we are forever grateful for that. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right. And you might be saying, Cheryl, how you know? How you know that God going to forever be there? Well, that's the reason why this podcast is called Romans 8, 38, 39. If you haven't checked out it, if you haven't checked out the 
that chapter, that verse, here we go. I got a song you want to hear, here you go. <laughs> this is the verse, and I'm circling back to this. If you listen to episode one, you'll hear me read this verse, but this is my favorite verse in the entire Bible. And, you know, as I continue to read it, I'm sure I'll find more that, you know, make that top list. But this one right here, this one right here is Romans 8, 38, 39. For I am convinced that neither life nor death, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's Romans eight thirty eight thirty nine. 39. Thank you, Jesus. I can be assured that nothing will separate me and nothing will separate you either, right? So as Wendy goes and does what she has to do for her legacy and herself, she will never be separated from God, you know? None of us will. And that's the beauty of it all. All right, so um, in true Romans 30, and, and also that's why I sign on with I am convinced because my favorite Bible scripture starts with I am convinced. And I say I am convinced that I am God's favorite because that's my handle on pretty much everything that I am God's favorite. But we all know God doesn't play favorites. He loves us all, but I feel like I'm God's favorite. The way my life be lifing. I feel like I am God's favorite, so I say I am, okay? And who going to check me about it? Hmm, okay. All right, Um. so at the, top, at the top of the podcast, I said that I was going to read to you a scripture. That, this daggone scripture be chin-checking me, okay? And because it chin-checks me, I'm going to chin-check you, right? You tuned in? Let's... It's Lent. Let's rumble, okay? Let's grapple with the spirit. This is coming from James chapter 3. Guys, this is about the words coming out of your mouth. Yes, I know. No one wants to hear that. But we are responsible about what we say. That's why I had to clear it up at the beginning of the podcast. I apologize if I pronounce the names wrong. Again, blame it on the public school education. I don't know. I don't know. But all I can say is that I'm authentic about what I'm saying and how I'm saying it. And if it's not correct, like specifically like on the dot, I don't care. But um, that doesn't mean that. But let's go to the word. Let's just go to the word and let's just see what it says about controlling the tongue. It's vicious. <laughs> All right. So we had James chapter three, and this is the new living translation. And I'm going to read this entire chapter. So just be with me. Open your ears. Understand. Um, as I read that understanding comes by hearing. Right. So you got two ears, one mouth. Just listen. Okay. Controlling the tongue. Dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers in the church. For we who teach will be judged more strictly. Mm. No, no, no. Here we go. Indeed, we all make many mistakes. For if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves 
in every other way. We can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. And a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go. Even though the winds are strong, in the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches. But a tiny spark can set a great force on fire. And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness, corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it is set on fire by hell itself. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father. And sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives Or a grapevine produce figs? No, you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. If you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying for jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual and demonic for what, for wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. But the wisdom from above is, first of all, pure. It is also peace-loving, is gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace And reap a harvest of righteousness. Thank you for your listening. That's James 3, the New Living Translation. Can salt water and fresh water come from the same spring? Mm. Guys, as we're 11 days into Lent, let's continue to stretch ourselves. Let's continue to read the word. Let's continue to question our priorities question what we're saying question what we're not saying 
Okay. But that's what the Holy Word has to say for it. I hope that um, scripture brings some light to you. And again, I got to wrestle with it all the time. It says if you could control your mouth, you'd be perfect. And you know your girl ain't perfect. Okay. And neither are you. Okay. All right. Cool. And, and that's the great thing about it. It's not a requirement of God to be perfect. But it does say you have to be sincere. And for that, I am grateful. I'm so grateful and I'm so sincere about Romans 8, 38, 39, because I am convinced. I'm so sincere about being convinced um, that I love the Lord and I am his favorite. <laughs> At least I feel like his favorite. So, again, guys, thanks for tuning in. Make sure y'all run those numbers up. Keep downloading. Keep listening. Keep following. Keep posting. Keep Keep the word alive that the podcast is moving and it is moving in the direction that God wants it to move. Okay. Keep Wendy Williams in your prayers. Pick up the Essence magazine. If you want to buy the sneakers for $355, remember he owed $355 million. Okay. So y'all gotta y'all gotta pick up the orders to help your boy out. All right. And um, that verse came from James chapter 3. That was verse 1 through 18. We're 11 days into Lent. Christians, y'all all right? You better be. I want to see you back here next week. Signing off is God's favor. And I am convinced. It's Romans 8, 38, 39. And we going up.